Hello there, everybody. Good evening. My name is Albert Abba, and I am the host of Extra Innings, covering all the bases. Tonight, my guest on this show is Georgianne Dow. She is one of a kind. We've <laughs> talked many times, and I'll tell you a little bit about her in a minute. First, I'll tell you about Extra Innings. It is named after a film that I made called Extra Innings. Extra Innings is now on Amazon Prime. It's a film that I wrote, directed, produced, and acted in. I wrote it over many years. It's based on my true life story, and it deals with family. So tonight, Georgian Dow will talk a little bit about what she does. I My show is really about welcoming people who are in the wellness field, who bring something to add to what's going on in life today and in the past, will it be wellness or psychologists, therapists, writers, sculptures, people in sports, anyone who can add to this discussion. So I welcome Georgian Dow. Georgian, how are you tonight? Hi. So good to see you, Albert. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Yeah. Thank Hi, you. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here tonight with Albert. And if you haven't seen his film, it's a must-see. Um, I've watched it a couple of times, and uh, it's really a great, great piece. Mm-hmm. And it deals with so many different life issues that we all come across in life at one point or another, and some issues that we don't always come across. Um, but as human beings, we are all one, and we all share the same feelings. The storyline might be different, but we all share the same feelings. So um, I embarked on the healing arts very young um, out of a place of awareness of being broken and struggling in so many ways. I actually have a show after this, after Albert's, we kind of piggyback on each other. And the name of my show is A Journey Through Into Awareness, because we need to journey through the difficult pieces and pages of our life in order to get to the other side into freedom. Um, I carry a, a PhD in transpersonal psychoanalytical psychology. It's really the work of Hyman Spotnitz. Um, Really how I became, I'm not a good cook and I'm not good at many things but I happen to be a good doc. (laughs) You wouldn't want me to cook your meal. Um, But um, Dr. David Endler was really my mentor. And I've had the privilege of, he's third generation Freud. So I've really had the privilege of of studying with him. And um, I went on to spiritual direction. So I, I work a little differently because I don't believe that we can go into any type of wellness or fullness or wholeness Um, without a relationship with God, whatever the God of your understanding is. Um, You know, for me, um, I wasn't brought up with any religion. I was baptized a Christian, but God called me to Catholicism. And this was after a long journey of going into psychoanalysis myself. Um, And it was through that portal that God brought me to um, the Christ which, by the way, Christ is not Jesus's last name. The Christ is the all-encompassing creator that we all know as God. Um, So I had the privilege of studying with the nuns, and I teach with them and became certified in spiritual direction. So, you know, I don't know. I have an imagination that you've all heard of um, M. Scott Peck, and he wrote the book, Among Many, He wrote the book, A Road Less Traveled, and his first line of the book is, um, life is difficult. Right, Albert? We had a conversation yesterday. Yes, we did. Uh Talking about how life is difficult and life is challenging for all of us. And, um, you know, it's out of that place and becoming very aware of it at a young age that It is difficult in the family I was brought up in, as terrific as it was, that there was more to life than what I was seeing there. For whatever reason, I knew that. 
And I would always talk about, I feel like I'm growing and, you know, there, I was born in the fifties. So, and their answer was, well, what do you think you are a tree? You know? So, uh, you know, typical type of parents, sort of like your parents, right. That I saw you, um, you speak of and emulate from your film. Um, but I was always aware that there was another dimension, so to speak, another place to be aware of. I call it the life within the life that we're living. So we go through life and we sort of live every day, but there is a whole nother life going on in us, through us. And I believe that that's God in us moving through us. And as Catholics, um, we always say in the mass when we pray, there's a, a segment where we say, through Christ our Lord, amen. Because God lives in us. So we are, God moves through us, in us, with us, directing us, if we have the awareness, the eyes and the heart and the mind to be open to that. So, you know, in my psychoanalytical work, um, I work with people to help them to become aware of what they were brought up around, because whatever we're brought up around, Albert, and you know this, because you're a, th- you're a therapist, um, that whatever we're brought up around is really hardwired in us. But it affects the mind and body and soul, and we can become pliable with it, but we need to be able to put down our defenses around it being afraid to look at it so that we can work it through. We call it, I call it working it through because what we are afraid to look at and Carl Jung phrases it something like, you know, we go through life carrying a dead bodies are sort of clinging on our ankles as we walk along, you know, all the different parts of ourselves that we don't want to see, but we're called to see them. And Jesus speaks about that a lot. In scripture, my passion is the psychological commentaries of the gospel. So, you know, for instance, in the Gnostic gospel of Thomas, Jesus says, it, what, you, what, you, what lives within you, if you bring it forth, will save you. What lives within you, what you do not bring forth, will destroy you. Now, this was over 2,000 years ago. So there's so much psychology to the gospel stories, the gospel metaphors and the readings and the life of Jesus. Um, You know, what God did with Jesus on that cross um, is just amazing. Um, You know, before Christ came, there was a one level of consciousness of humanity. And it was really like the uh, first reptilian brain where uh, we were reacting instead of having any ability or process to think it through and then choose to act. Um, but when Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross, um, God changed, uh, and Jesus really came to do this, is to bring the new, a new consciousness, was that um, it, ele- it, it gave humanity through free will the ability to choose a new way of thinking, living, and opening up to spirit. And um, I really uh, do believe this, and this is my passion and my study. And this is what um, I work with uh, with my patients. You know, people say to me, well, why why aren't... And, 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 you know, we all know that as we get older, we can all observe and say, oh, my gosh, I sound like or I look like my mother or my father or where did that come from? You know, whatever we're brought up around lives inside of us and we will live out of it until we become aware because we're called through God to develop ourselves and become our own unique person of Christ, our own unique piece of the body of Christ, the piece of humanity. Mm-hmm. Really, one one quick story, if I may, before I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. Okay, uh, Albert. Um, and just to give an example that we all believe, because none of us believe, none of us, none of us see things as they are. We see things as we are. 
And our perspective, perception, and distortion of life is based on what we saw intrauterine to age five. Always. So Sally and Joe were making dinner. And every holiday, they make a pot roast. And every year, Joe says to Sally, you know, why do you cut the ends off the pot roast? The pan is big enough. Why do you why do you do that? And Sally said, because I tell you every year, it gives it better flavor. He goes, oh, I don't believe that. That's ridiculous. She said, you know what? We, we, we talk about this every year. I'm going to call my mother. So she dials the phone and she says, mom, Joe is here with me. And he wants to know again, why do we cut the ends off this pot roast? Because I know it's because it gives it better flavor. And the mother starts to laugh and says, oh, Sally, sweetheart. It's not that at all. Your father and I were very poor when you were little growing up. And we didn't have the money to go buy another stainless steel pan. So we cut the ends off to fit into the pan before we put it in the oven. (laughs) And that says volumes. Let me ask you a question. Um, You said you went into psychoanalysis at some point in your life. Would you mind sharing to us what led you in that direction and how did you pick psychoanalysis to go into place? And also I'd like to add at some point, um, I don't know if you were brought up religious, but spirituality you, you say is a part of your practice. So how do you, how do you encompass spirituality within your practice with your clients? I'm really curious about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I was not, we were not brought up religious. Um, I was baptized Lutheran and we didn't go to church. My sister made a confirmation communion and I had her, uh, I still have her old Bible. Um, I picked up the primer Freud at age nine. I don't know where I got it. And I think that God gives us gifts and we're called to find out what they, what, what they are. I was always a seeker for truth always and always was asking a lot of questions and i found my way by knocking on the door of someone who happened to be a psychoanalyst because mommy and daddy weren't asking answering questions so i knocked on that door when i was 16 and i started working with him i think he found me interesting because he didn't charge me and when we all he didn't charge me when we all look at our life, we can see the unfolding of God, the unfolding of different circumstances, which led us on a path to here, there, and everywhere. I'm sure you can think about it with the movie, Albert, Mm -hmm. all the different signs along the way, which God invites us to have our heart and mind open to. So God brought me to spirituality and faith um, through psychoanalysis. And I was taking classes and a woman was talking about the psychological commentaries to the gospel. And I went crazy. It just hit my heart like a ton of bricks. But I met Jesus uh, in a my very first time going to a Catholic church. I went down on my knees and everything I had ever done hit my chest and opened my heart and I, it had never wrapped, been wrapped. I never felt so much love. I had never felt so much love. Mm, wow. Powerful, very powerful. And so I just, I follow the lead. So I've continued to develop that as we go along. I can, you know, talk more about that if you'd like. That was when you were, that was when you were around 16 or a little older? Uh, no, I came to meet, no, because I was going to different churches and I studied Hinduism and I was always a seeker. Um, I, um, no, that, um, I was 33 when I made my conversion into, into a meeting and spending time with and having my relationship that I have, which is very important to me with Jesus. Oh, Okay. So from 16 to 33 around, were you, were you still in psychoanalytic therapy? And I've been in analysis uh, by choice for 40 years. Uh-huh. And my analyst is now my supervisor, and he supported me through my doctoral program. And um, he's my supervisor now. And, uh, you know, 
there's no end. To, we all have unlimited potential. Right. So I just keep on scraping off the layers and scraping off the layers. One of my patients who I adore, uh, he has, and I'm sure you've heard of it, the analogy of an onion that you keep on peeling back the layers because we are called here to find out our unique self, the unique pieces of God in us, to live it out, to support God, to build the kingdom. I'm a servant. I serve all of God's people. And um, I'm just, um, it's so funny because I have a show. I'm sort of sitting here thinking that we should be taking a break by now. <laughs> well, that's what I'm just about to say that. Well, we'll continue right Sorry. after this break with Georgianne Dow. Thank you, Georgianne. Thank we'll be right you, back. Robert. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. here at Extra Innings with Georgianne Dow, and she's been telling us a little bit about herself. She has a lot to say. Georgianne, let's continue on with uh, a question I have. Um, With your spirituality and talking about God, um, how, how do you incorporate that to some of your clients, let's say? Like, does it come up? Does um, the subject of God ever come up? And what if um, the person you're working with says to you, you know, I don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would imagine that might come up yeah. if, if it does. And, and how do you deal with that? Yeah. Well, I don't bring, I don't bring God up. Okay. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not going through life, um, you know, talking about God or, you know, evangelizing. I'm not a uh, quote, holy roller. Um, I live my life. And um, I am far from perfect. If anything, I make mistakes a lot. Um, 
and I'm an analyst and um, I work with patients based on uh, where they're, where they are, um, what they need. And um, I meet them there. And if they um, have a spiritual, I've never advertised. So Mm -hmm. people come to me from knowing me. Mm but if people bring it up, of course, I will invite them to talk about it. But um, analytical work is very different. Hyman Spotnitz developed modern analysis, which really is the, the foundation of my work. Um, when, when we're able to experience in the contemporary life that which we struggled with as children, babies, and didn't have the words or an awareness as to what it was, what what the child was feeling, then that, I'm sorry, I don't know how to shut that off. I don't know if you can hear it. Um, in those places where there might be woundedness, that's held inside of the child person. If it's not worked through, it keeps on being repeated through all areas of the life. So when I'm able to work with a patient and help them connect the dots between a contemporary experience and awaken to this happened way back here, then we can start really getting into the place of healing. If a patient brings up their faith, then absolutely I will meet them there and we will go there. But it's not something that uh, I push on people or or anything like that. Um, for the most part, I think most people have some sort of faith. They believe in something. Um, I would think that if people were um, agnostic, um, I have an imagination that um, I have an imagination that they wouldn't energetically seek me out. Mm-hmm. You know. There are so many types of therapies these days and so many options for people, I believe. And I think that um, many people, if they, I know of one person that went to a therapist and just got so turned off and she said, you know, that I went and no, I go again. I I hear stuff like that. Um, I, I worked as a what was called a mental health counselor when I was a senior in college. Somehow I got this job and I loved it and I really tuned into it. And I was seeing clients, I was working with teenagers that were, you know, just a couple of years younger than me. And um, I found that the best thing I could do at that point I studied psychology and I came from a family that had a lot of problems as the film depicts. And I thought the best thing for me to do was really listen. Yes. And, and by listening, I would, you know, and ask some questions when the time came, but let the person talk, let the person kind of, uh, Talk about what, what is it? Why are they there? What, why are they sitting in that chair? Yes. That point. How are they feeling today? And really make it as conversational as the person wants to, you know, like sometimes it'd be more conversational depending on the person. I remember one of the first clients I've ever saw was reminded me so much of my brother and my older brother who took his life. And at that point, um, at that point he had taken his life. Yeah. And I remember that was stuck in me. I, I didn't see that person the same way. There was just something reminded me of him, you know, kind of a depression. Um, and But he had a lot of good things going for him, too. And I remember I felt so good that I was able to help him to some degree. And it, it wasn't a long-term therapy kind of place. It wasn't like that at all. And... Uh, but I did later on study psychoanalytic therapy and um, really benefited from it. And then I went on for an MSW 
And the best experiences I got were my, um, not the school experiences of a teacher teaching, but actually working in a facility. That's right. Um, where I had some really great supervision. One of the supervisors that I had before going to graduate school, graduate school told me, I didn't go straight from undergrad to grad. I, I worked in the social work places for two years, different kinds of places. So I had a varied experience. And this one, um, place that I worked at that was an analytical place. I worked with them before I went to graduate school and after. She said to me, this is my supervisor, that really look for a really good placement and to intern in and look for that really special supervisor. And I was lucky because I was able to find that. And I seeked it out because my first internship, I, I wasn't happy with. I learned something. It was a drug center. I learned a lot from it but I was able to get out of it. And the field supervisor said to me, you know, you can't just leave. And I said, well, I'm not telling you, I'm just leaving. I'm just, you know, telling you what's going on. And it's, it's, it's a hellhole, really what it feels like. Uh, um, there's really, so we talked about it and she told me to journalize and, and write a journal of my experiences there. And that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. So I really saw that, you know, there's a way to get out of almost anything if you really can identify what it is that it is that that's bothering you mm-hmm. and how to get through it. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you've gone through so many different experiences in your life. Yes. That have changed you. So you yes. know, let's hear more about, you know, you know, where did from age, wherever you left off, like where, how did you get to where you are now? I know yeah. you in talking yesterday, you say you, you studied in three different countries, I believe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was diagnosed with uh, scoliosis, which is a deformity of the spine. And, um, you know, it was really out of having that deformity, I think, that, you know, and God uses everything, um, that I uh, sought out um, natural healing. So I was studying um, craniosacral work. I was studying hands-on energy work polarity, um, and there wasn't much of it offered in this country. So I went overseas to study. And um, I was at uh, the University of uh, Reading in England and uh, the Givenon Institute in uh, Switzerland taking courses in botany. So I used to teach uh, aromatherapy, true aromatherapy. In Europe, aromatherapy is a, a real hard science. Um, where you're working with the different chemistry of the plants and uh, not all plants are aromatic. Not all plants are uh, give off an uh, fat soluble uh, um, exudation, only some. And the ones that do are aromatic and they have a scent to them. And they use it in our society, you know, scent a room, or, but they're not the kind of oils I'm talking about. I'm talking about pharmaceutical grade whole and complete molecular structure that we blend into medicines. Um, Jean Valnet was the first uh, doctor um, World War I that um, worked with it in place of uh, antibiotics because antibiotics weren't even invented during World War I. And he saved a lot of soldiers from uh, having their legs amputated with gangrene. So um, I got involved with natural healing. And it was just a natural progression because of the psychological effects that um, having scoliosis and living with a deformity had on me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always felt really uh, ugly and, um, you know, different. So it was out of all of these wounded places that I started studying all of these. And um, I just continued to go to school and I started a naturopathic clinic and um, health and beauty. And um, I have it still. I turned it over to a colleague of mine and I do predominantly the naturopathic psychoanalytical work. And, you know, I have a full-time practice. So I give great thanks to God for that because I love my work and I'm committed to, uh, doing my work uh, to everyone God sends me. Uh-huh. I hope I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, what I'd like to uh, 
we're going to go to a break in a minute. I'd like to, when we get back, I'd like to talk about this uh, business you have the, of the, uh, I guess you call it the natural. Um, the naturopathic clinic. Naturopathic clinic. Yeah. Because I think, and um, I'd like to know more about that, how that works and oh. how people, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how just, just more about that, because I think that's together with the practice, they seem to go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, Thank you. Albert. We'll be right back uh, right after this message with Georgian. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Albert Dabba, and we're back with Georgian Dow. We, she is a uh, spiritual psychoanalyst. And when I first heard her say that, I said, wow, what is that? So we've been talking about that, and we'll continue to talk about that now. Um, she also has a business within her business, I imagine. She'll talk more about that called Body Naturals, I believe. Yes. And um, I believe it's a holistic, she has a holistic approach to healing is the way I see it. So, Georgian, maybe tell us more about uh, um, body wellness. Yeah. So, everything that everything that we were brought up with lives inside of us, and when we do not address the wounded parts of ourselves, they man they can they have the potential to manifest physically because you cannot separate the mind from the body, you know, from the spirit. And is the spirit in the soul, is the spirit in the body or is the body in the spirit? Is the soul in the body or is the body in the soul? I'd love for you all to ponder that question and pray over it. Um, it's just an interesting thing to think about. This is how my mind works. I think about these things all the time. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, so, Generally, if a patient comes to me and they have challenges, um, you know, there's different hands-on approaches we can take, um, you know, energy work, Reiki, massage, acupuncture. And um, we spend a very long time with each patient, with each person. So we don't take everyone and we don't, we're not a factory. So uh, in an eight-hour day, we might take three people. Um, you know, reflexology, but generally from a naturopathic standpoint in our society, and I love being American, don't get me wrong, 
went to school overseas, but I love being American. That um, my favorite country, by the way, is Italy. Love Italy. Beautiful there. Yeah, it's great. I love the people, too. Um, I love all people. And um, I'm part Italian. I'm German, French, and Italian. Oh, okay. Yeah, my grandmother on my mother's side, who's Italian, had red hair. Where's um, the, Dow, the name Dow? Is that? That's German. That's German, okay. Yeah, German, French, and Italian. So um, so generally, if a patient comes to me and they want to work up, what I like to do is I'd like to get, oh, I know what I was going to say. We live in a country that, and in most medicine, everything is divvied up. So you have a doctor for gastroenterology, you have a doctor for allergies, you have a doctor for uh, your heart, you have a doctor for your hiney, you have a doctor, you have a doctor for every segment. But they all work in conjunction with each other. And we've lost that along the way. And we've lost that our psychology affects all of that also, you know. Um, so generally, I like to do complete blood work. And um, many times the blood work that a patient is. Um, so let me back up for a moment. I'm at, my first uh, degree was in, in naturopathic physician. So I'm an MD, not an MD, naturopathic doctor, meaning that um, it's the study of natural sciences. So energy medicine, natural, uh, I have a master's degree in nutrition, but um, nutrition, supplementation, all of that. So I look at the blood work and generally most people don't, most doctors don't send, in my opinion, a full script of what's needed for blood work. Um, you know, cholesterol, LDL and HDL really isn't enough. We should be doing um, either uh, a VAP um, or a uh, an MR, magnetic resonance, where they're measuring the particle and size of the cholesterol to see its buoyancy. So we know from that, is it the type of cholesterol that's going to adhere onto the artery, arterial wall or not. So I try to expand on the uh, blood work uh, as much as possible. And I like to get that back um, along with um, the diet, what the patient's eating, what supplements they're taking. I am a big proponent of supplementation. What supplements they're taking, medications they're taking, water drinking, everything they consume, and then symptomology, elimination, bowel movements, urination, uh, exercise. So I put together a whole profile. Then um, sometimes uh, hands-on healing is indicated, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes uh, I think everyone needs uh, psychoanalytical work, prayer, prayer guidance. Um, I really do. So um, I work in accordance with that depending on what a patient wants. And sometimes a patient doesn't want a whole package. And that's okay. I'm I'm a servant. I'm here to serve you. If you don't want that, that's fine. Let's look at what we can work out. Or maybe nothing. Maybe I'm not the doc for you. And that's fine. You know, then let me try to help you find someone who is. Well, what I wanted to ask you is, you know, we're in a society where everything is quick and fast. Yeah. It seems like more and more so. Yeah. I remember when I started Simba Productions, uh, that's my pro video production company that actually produced uh, extra innings. And I've been, I've had that company for 41 years. And the difference between then and now is like tremendous. Uh, uh, just recently I had a cousin of mine who wanted to do a, we did a, a, uh, a video for him. And he says, you know, he'd like it to be five to 10 minutes on his shoe company, a wholesale of shoes. And I said, well, that's kind of long these days. People don't have that attention span. He goes, well, you know, this is uh, for what I want it for. I think it will, it, it, you know, that's what I want. Listen, I'm here to give you what you want. So it was about eight minutes long. And in the final video, it turned out to be, he wanted it much shorter, three minutes long. What, but he he found it out the way that way by doing it, right. you know, putting eight minutes and then three minutes. And I just bring that up because 
we want quick answers today. We want, you know, you see commercials bombard you today with all kinds of medicines, which never before did you see. Right. Uh, it almost seems like diets and it almost seems like, you know, yes. you just be ready to say, hey, I'm going to go get that and I'm going to lose 30 pounds yeah. in a month. And I'm going to be just that kind of person that I always wanted to be. How do you deal with that? Like, yeah. because your, no, your approach different. is obviously so different. Yeah. And what you're talking about is different levels of resistance. You know, mm-hmm. we develop resistance really through the individuation stage as infants, how we were treated during that individuation stage around age two, how we were treated as babies sets up a medium as adults now of how much resistance you're going to have towards different episodes and different patterns in life. So um, when a patient comes and they really are very resistant about looking at what they need to uh, look at, then um, that lets me know a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no one, there's no cookie cutter. There's no one fit fits all. And that's, you know, that's how I work. I mean, it's an individual process. Right, right. And, you know, there's not one diet for anyone, you know, and that's just it. You know, there's, you know, the keto diet, uh, there's the weight loss diet, there's the fat burning diet, there's, you know, and if you don't know how your body's functioning and you don't know what is going on inside your body, how are you going to choose anything? Right. But because people don't want to spend the time figuring that out, they go, and this is consumerism, right? The world we're in this country. They'll go, well, I'll take A from this and B from this column and C from this column. It doesn't work, Albert. It really doesn't work. Do you find, do you find I guess... Um... Do you find a lot of resistance from people any, any more um, lately than before or not so much with me. Um, I'm fortunate. Not so much with me. Um, not so much um, with me. And I'm also trained to handle it because that level of resistance is letting me know something about them inside. And um, it might, be very helpful for me to look at. Right, right. It's part of their treatment. Right. Well, I imagine you've built up a practice where people know about you. Um, yeah. And they know probably from other people a little bit about how you work. Yes. Which would be very different from, you know, someone who works really on more short term, not that in depth. Yeah. Uh, with people. Well, you know, and, and it's not about that there, it's not about there being anything wrong. You know, it's not about treating, you know, any type of disorder. It's about working with people that want a really good life. I have a guy that came to me, him and his wife, um, many years ago. They're doing fabulous. Um, he was an alcoholic um, and she was victim And they didn't know this about themselves at all. But as the profile, uh, you know, unfolded, um, Mm -hmm. I was able to work with them, make a long story short. um, You know, he's doing better in his work and his business than he ever has. He's not an alcoholic anymore. They have one beautiful little girl, one little boy on the way. And, um, you know, when you work through the resistances, when you work through the the traumas. Now we can say, well, I don't have any traumas. If you're born, to be born is traumatic. Right, right, right. To the birth canal is traumatic. Everything that's inside of us, where we unconsciously are impeded. If we look at our consciousness as an iceberg, ten percent of our consciousness is above the waterline. Right, right. Ninety percent right. of the iceberg is below the waterline. Okay. So we are functioning with temp- consciously 10% of the 10% of us. Right. Let's no, pick I'm up sorry. on that, Georgian. I want, we're going to go, we have to go to a break, yeah. but I want to pick up on where you left off. Cause uh, I find that um, Absolutely. really important. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Albert. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. back at Extra Innings. Again, Extra Innings is a movie that's on Amazon Prime that I directed and produced and wrote. And we are with Georgian Dow for the last section part of our show. And Georgian, tell, uh, we were, you were just talking about a couple that you were working with. If you can maybe um, kind yeah. of finish off that story. Yeah. Or about yeah. that. They're, they're great. So they came to me and, uh, you know, they, they my, my point of that is, we stay in treatment if we want to have a better and better life. Whatever we're brought up around, and I can't say that enough, lives in us. We will repeat that through our life as we live contemporarily. If you're in treatment, you bring it to your session and you talk about and it gets worked through. If not, you just keep on doing it because it's all you know. We all, we are going through life basically unconscious, sleepwalking. Conscious, consciousness is 10% of our human mind. 90% is unconscious. And we don't know that And there's never any criticism. We can only be who we are. We can only uh, live out of what we saw. That's why if everyone, and I'm committed to this work, I've given my life to this work, because if, if, if I can help one person recognize what we're looking at tonight and on my show every week that When we, when we observe or we perceive, we're perceiving from who we are, not what is. And that's why patients, you know, they, they come, they've, they've had three marriages, they don't, you know, they, they keep on changing partners thinking it's going to change. No, you're going to continue to recreate the same type of relationship over and over and over again until you do your inner work. Not because you're masochistic, but because your perception is set one way and you don't know that you're doing it. That's why a patient will come to me and say, oh, you know, 
this, they'll start their work with me. You know, I divorced this guy or this woman because, uh, you know, she was an alcoholic and I'll never do that again. And then they meet someone and they don't realize it, but a year down the road, they married another alcoholic because they're not seeing the signs unless they're willing to open up, continue to open up what was the trauma that they saw growing up that had them have certain perceptions, distortions, outlook on life. That's all prejudice is. Yeah. People that were born in families that they heard the word. I won't even say the word. I can't even let it pass my lips. It makes me sick. We're all the same. We're all the same. Right. Doesn't matter what color skin, what color hair, what big the nose is. Doesn't matter. We're all the same. But if people were brought up hearing other than that, they're going to grow up and have that outlook on life. Would you say that, would you say, Georgianne, that, um, you know, I'm listening to you now and being in the field, in and out of the field of therapeutic work and then doing my film. I mean, I know I learned a lot by doing my film. I remember at one point, um, it was during the editing of the film. I mean, making a film is not easy, but it certainly was a, a lot of fun for me. Uh, I loved your film. It's oh, a great thank you. film. I've told thank so many people about it. Thank you so much. I'll keep telling them. <laughs> I will, and I I can't. I can't not because it's that meaningful. Well, what for me, what happened was I was looking as we were editing it and looking over and over and over. Was, it was at one point I just got really depressed. I felt like I was living back at that time. And I got, oh, my gosh, I really went through this and it was hitting me. And I was with my friend, like a friend of mine that I grew up with. Really, I would call him my best friend. And I said to him, I'm really going through a hard time. And I started tearing up with him and I'm not one to do that with him. And, um, you know, we were macho and a little bit and you know, we play ball together. And he goes, what's the matter? I said, I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing doing this film. I mean, I'm, I'm well into it. I know I'm going to do it, but, you know, will it really make a difference at all? And he said to me something that I've heard before, know it, but he says, listen, if you can, you know, my last name is Dabba. So he always calls me Dab. He goes, Dab, if you can save one life through your film, you've done, you've done the right thing. And I, I really, I was so overtaken when he said that. And I felt so much better because what and why I bring this up is because I think what in one way, what you do when you talk about conscious and unconscious is you're helping people make connections to a part of themselves of something they may have thought about, but they don't live it. They may have somehow connected it at times, but forgot that connection or resisted the word you used before the connection because it's hard because life is hard. And there are a lot of things that are very difficult. You know, if you get married and get to, I, I, I'm divorced and I never thought I was going to get divorced. And I, I was really, it, it broke my heart that we got divorced and dealing with three children and all that. And I, I have really found now someone that I am so in love with and I'm so happy with. And it has really helped me see things a lot clearer about myself, about the world. And, you know, you still got to always be on, you know, ready for whatever comes up in life and be open to hear what your partner says or what anyone says to you and learn how to deal with it. But I, I really, we live in like, you know, it's, it's a broken world. We have to fix it. We have to work on fixing it. So I agree with what, you you know, everything you, what you do and what you say. We're born into dysfunction. The world is dysfunctional and no criticism. See, we all feel criticized because we all were criticized. The way in which we were brought up and mommy and daddy didn't mean it. There's no handbook on how to be a parent. No one gets it right. We all make mistakes with our children. Right. But. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the way in which we were brought up, the way in which we were spoken to when we went over to the electrical outlet, you know, or the way we ate our food or whatever it was. That's inside of us. We form a type of view of ourselves and what we don't want to see in ourselves, we project outward and we point the finger outward. So it's not about me anymore. It's about you doing it or you doing it to me. Right, right. You know, the couple that I was talking, speaking of, it came to a great surprise to her. And I love this couple. They're incredible human beings. It's a real privilege to work with them. But, you know, it came as a great shock to her that so much of the marriage and their struggles was her. It was very easy to blame him because he was the alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. Once that was, once that started to change, she was forced and was willing to look at herself and work on herself. And, you know, they've come so far and they're just great human beings. They, they're just fantastic. Well, that's terrific, Georgianne. Listen, we're um, coming at the end of our show and Georgianne has her own show that she's going to run to right after this. I want to thank you for being here tonight. Uh, Again, the name of our show is uh, Extra Innings. We covering all the bases uh, I am also, besides a producer, director, and actor, and writer of Extra Innings, which is on Amazon Prime. I'm a life coach. You can go to my website at adabacoaching.com. Please tune in. Next week, we'll have a woman, uh, a life coach named Sharon Byrne. And Georgianne, thank you so much Albert. for being on the show tonight. My Albert. pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for well, having me. All the best. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Talk soon. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on TalkRadio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on TalkRadio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. you listeners looking to boost your business why not advertise on talk radio nyc with very reasonable rates interested simply send us a message on our website talkradio.nyc do you love or are you intrigued about new york city and its neighborhoods i'm jeff goodman host of rediscovering new york a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph 
Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.